This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. I'm David Moore, your host this evening, and I'm joined by Andy. All right, mate. All good, and I'm also joined by Dean. Good evening, chaps. An interesting week again for the Sky Blues in life in the Championship. They travelled to Oakwell for their third fixture of the season and came away with a decent point that will possibly look better towards the back end of the season. Evening, chaps, and what did we think of that display this week, Dean? Um, Pretty unforgettable, the game, wasn't it, really? I made a joke. It was probably one of the worst worst matches in the last couple of years, to be honest. It's just... Just nothing really seemed to happen, did it? It was just one of those games that just felt void of many clear chances and any um, decent skill. Just wasn't one that's going to live long in the memory, that's for sure. No, I don't think they'll be bringing out any DVD box sets for that game, Andy. No, not at all, Dave. Um, it was um, not the best of performance by the Sky Blues. However, it's a point on the road, um, which is always positive in the championship and Barnsley are, are one of the best teams out of possession in the league, so we've got to give them a little bit of credit as well. Yeah, fair enough. And talking about possession, what did the sort of match that say this week, Andy? Was it as sort of neutral as, as the um, game seemed? Yeah, very much so. Very much a, a likeness, uh, Dave. Um, Sky Blues had 52% possession, so they kept the ball quite well. Um, we had 10 shots compared to their 13, so it's very similar. However, a, stat, uh, a real bad stat for us is that we didn't even hit the target with one of them. So it's 0% shot accuracy, which was not very impressive by the Sky Blues. Um, we kept the ball okay, 72% pass accuracy. And we had 300, 318 passes compared to their 300. And in the defensive duels, we won 45 and they won 55. So, yeah, very similar stats. But the, the damning stat, really, of the of the game was that we didn't hit the target with one shot. Yeah, exactly. And kicking off with some of the key moments in the game, I'd say the the, the biggest moment b- before the whistle, you know, even went and a ball was kicked was Sheaf in for Shipley, Dean. What was your thoughts on that decision? Yeah, I probably thought it was the right thing to do, to be honest, because yeah, as as we've mentioned before, out of possession, Barnsley are a really, really good side, probably one of the best in the division for that. And having Sheaf there with his close ball control, he he would have been able to, un- well, he should have been able to unlock a, a few more key passes into that final third. But yeah, I mean, Shipley the last couple of weeks, I think he's been in a little bit of awe of, of the championship. Um, yeah, you just think it was a little bit starstruck. And... Yeah, and I don't think, like we've said, I don't think that is his best position in that sort of central midfield role. Um, and I think this sort of game needed someone who, who would get on the ball a bit more and be able to unlock a, a few more things. So yeah, for me, it was the right decision. 
Yeah, and Andy, are you sort of echoing then sentiments you're happy with um, Mark Robbins' decision? Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I don't think Shipley had a great game against QPR. Um, I thought he gave the ball quite away quite a lot in the first half, very loose. Um, so, yeah, I was not surprised that, that Sheev came, came in for shippers. Like, I agree with Dino a little bit. He looks a bit overawed by the championship at the moment, but that, that's not surprised because, obviously, he's new to it. It'll take him a little bit of time to get used to it. And also, playing in that central position is not his favourite position. He's better in that Allen or, or Hare role for me. So, um, no, I wasn't surprised with Sheep coming in. And to be fair, I think Robbins was justified because I thought Sheep had a good game. Yeah, it's a big jump, isn't it, Andy? I mean, when you think back from where Shipley's come, he's obviously progressed through the youth academy at Coventry City and played in some, you know, a lot of lower league stuff and, and grown with the club. And perhaps that, that step up, like you say, has come a little bit soon. But um, at times he's, he's shown lots of promise and I'm sure he'll grow to, to you know, be a, a, a really good prospect in the championship. Yeah, I think we'll need to judge Shipley when he plays in his preferred position, which is off you know, the strike of in more forward midfield position. I think we can judge him better there. He can fill in, do a role in the centre of midfield uh, next to uh, Kelly or Hamer, but um, he's better going forward. So when he's, when Allen maybe gets dropped next game because he wasn't bit un, in, in, didn't particularly play particularly well, I didn't think again, I don't think he was very influential in the game, maybe we can judge Shipley then. Okay, fair enough. So it's already, yeah, looking ahead, it'd be interesting to hear from both of you about what you think should happen Ooh. for Bournemouth. But um, some big key moments, like we said in the game, but it was it was short of a of a few. So one that we would definitely speak about is obviously we've been great from set pieces so far this season, Andy. And Ostigard unfortunately hit the underside of the bar a few inches lower, and it would have gone in. Um, yeah. Very unlucky, uh, and it was Ostigard. I think we heard uh, Clive saying for about six, seven minutes after the chance that it and was McFadden. Yeah, <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic, Clive, yeah, classic, classic. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's it's. I'm sure it's hard, but I wouldn't mind being in their position, being that they're actually at the ground. That'd be a, a nice, <laughs> a nice problem to have, wouldn't it? Um, and it was nice to hear them complain about the seats. <laughs> it wasn't as good watching it from the, uh, oh, the, the lounge man. at your bedroom. It would much yeah. prefer to be at, at Oakwell. But what did you make of that chance? And, and first of all, the, the sort of cross and set pieces by Amer, Hamer. Yeah. Hamer, Hamer, Hamer. Hamer. <laughs> I'm going for the Dino Hamer. Okay, is that right? That's, that's wrong as well. That's, that's, that's not what I'm going for. It's what are you going for? going for Amer. No, no oh, H. okay. I'm going to just there go was a poll put out on Twitter recently. I can't think of the the chap that put it out, but fair play to him because yeah. there is a lot of um, a lot of uh, talk, isn't there? And Dean is sticking by his um, you know Brazilian friend who's uh, <laughs> now, let him know exactly how the locals would call uh, Gustavo Amer. The poll didn't even have Amer in there. I'm it disgusting. didn't. know. I did see there was only one man uh, asking for that option to be added. Yeah, I think that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will go to the grave with him being Amer. Okay. Well, going back to your point, <laughs> Amer. Yeah, Hammer's delivery was uh, fantastic. He loves those uh, drilled, like middle kind yeah. of deliveries into the into the box. And uh, he doesn't dolly him in, does he? No, he proper drills them in, which I really like to see um, with one arm up. Love that. Um, Ostergaard really attacked it. Brilliantly, that was a proper centre half attacking the ball, wasn't it? He really wanted. He could he's see every great in the box as well. Brilliant, yeah. And you could see afterwards he was so upset he didn't score. He really wants to score from corners. He got such yeah. a desire, hasn't he, to yeah. get his head on the ball? It's brilliant to see him. Something that we haven't had for a while, especially last season. So no, that was great and just completely unlucky. Hit the, uh, I think it hit the angle post and bar. Yeah, it? And, yeah um, I think it did. Mm. Yeah, Dean, so, you, you said at the weekend, didn't you, that you thought he almost got too much contact on it or decent contact on it. And actually, if he'd have perhaps not, it might have not quite sort of on its trajectory of sort of cr going over the bar. Yeah, if he cushions it, it, mm. it, can go, it probably goes in off the underside of the bar because, you know, the force brings it back too quickly. It but almost yeah, hit him too been, well, didn't it? Too, too yeah. flush in the head. Yeah, yeah. But he, like, he had four yards on the ball and just met it with such ferocious force like mm. it was ridiculous like some people don't get that pow much power on a shot it was <laughs> yeah. it was just like bonkers how hard he he headed it he must have hurt his head yeah There's no way that did not hurt 
Yeah, and unfortunately it didn't go in. I think that would have changed the whole game had that have gone in. They would have had to come out and play more, perhaps, and been a bit more direct because it, it was it, it bypassed the midfield a lot of times um, and that didn't go in. We also had then a, a, a sort of breakaway chance. Um, Sheaf, who played the ball out to the right, I thought that was a great first-time pass, Dean, and he followed his pass, didn't he? The, the rebound came out and it came to him and there was a left shot. I think it was saved by a defender's testicles um, just outside <laughs> the box. Yeah, I mean, this was a, probably a really, really good chance because he, for his first first attempt, he had a good four or five yards of space to 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 get a shot away, really. And for me, I think you've got to test the keeper there. I, I don't think the the guy there's enough room for the guy to block it. He's obviously he's trying to hit it in the left hand side of the goal, but it's always going to be blocked where he had a hole on the right hand side to have a shot at. But yeah. is, is he left footed, Chief? I don't know. I, I mean, so. he played the ball out yeah. of his right, didn't he? Which was a lovely sort of. Um, you know, crossfield ball, if you like. And he didn't even, he sort of got it straight out of his feet. But then, yeah, he, he does seem to me like he takes his shots left-footed, but he, he seems also to have a good both feet. You know, of course, he's yeah. a professional footballer. You'd expect that. <laughs> but, but at the same time, yeah, he seems to be favoured on the left, but he's played some cracking passes with his right on, on the weekend. Yeah, I just think he should have do better with that, with that chance. And the ball comes back to him for a second chance, but it's, it's not even a quarter of a chance, really. It's, it's too high in the air. Yeah, but yeah. It's probably a guy. If we know a guy of his quality, should probably do better at, at that point. Yeah, it's fair to say he'll probably grow into the the side and grow into the game, though, Andy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, I was encouraged with his performance. Um, I thought he's very cultured. Um, he looks a very good passer of the ball. Um, he does the dirty work as well, really well. Very good at intercepting balls. Um, very similar to Hamer, really, um, in, the, in the kind of role. Maybe a bit too similar, maybe to play with each other on a regular basis. But I, I was impressed with uh, Sheaf. Ran out of legs towards the end um, when you could see he was blowing a lot. But um, no, a decent debut for him. Yeah, well, in the league anyway. Debut. He gets in some really, really good positions as well. Mm. I've noticed like he, he was him and Hamer obviously very, very similar. But mm. he was pulling off. Hamer, I'm not. Well, I should probably change my, my phrase there. She probably wasn't pulling off Hamer, um, <laughs> not during the game anyway. But not until uh, the end of the season, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll get promoted. Leave it till then, boys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was. He was just finding little pockets of of space, and he was getting on the ball. And he seems to really want the ball a lot. Um, yeah, you, mm. it's probably expected from a guy coming from the Arsenal academy. You know, yeah, that's that's their forte, isn't it? Getting on the ball and and very very good technical players. And he's he like, that in glimpses. He likes that switch, doesn't he? You know, yeah, that switch into the corner to Giles. We're going to get that a lot because mm. Dabber and Giles should be bombing on yeah. in their positions. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's for us, that's another out ball. We don't always have to play. It really is, isn't it? Because that park. vision, Dean, that vision that he showed for that pass, if you've got him doing that and you've got um, Amir doing that as well, that's going to start to really open up some channels for the Sky Blues. Absolutely, and a lot of teams play with three at the back in this division. Yeah. So we're going to get opportunities to get in behind their wing backs or or just the the three centre halves. Yeah, exactly. And there was a few chances for Barnsley as well. One that was probably the most scary for the for the Sky Blues, and I I saw Morosi scream at the defence. It it had sort of very similar. It was very similar to the um, one we had at Bristol City when they sort of dinked the ball over the back and. Um, you know, sort of defenders scrambling. I can't think of the guy's name, if it's Deezer or Geezer or Doozer or something like that. But it was sort of um, dinked in by Connor Chaplin to the far post and he just had absolutely acres and should have probably done better with it, really. Yes, definitely. It was good work by uh, Connor Chaplin, to be fair. It was a good, decent ball in, to be honest. And it just seemed to Deezer or Geezer or whatever his name was. Yeah, just just seemed to just misjudge the flight of the ball. I thought it was quite an easy header. I mean, he just seemed to make a real mess of it. Um, bit of a let-off for the Sky Blues because that wasn't particularly good marking. I can understand why Morosi was going mad. Um, it, was, it was poor marking, so we got away with one there. Yeah, and it was a couple of times a, a chap that had an abstru- you know an extremely good game. I thought this this weekend, and we're going to come on to some man of the matches from from you guys in a minute, but. Yeah, Carl McFadzine was absolutely solid throughout on Saturday and made a really important block, Dean. Yeah, not just one, Dave. He made about four or five. And every time 
Barnsley were in the ascendancy, he was the guy sort of snuffling out their, their attempt. But yeah, some of the blocks he made. I, I can remember one where they, he was basically through on the right-hand side. Was it Corley Woodrow on the through, yeah. was through on goal, mm-hmm. pretty much? And he and he blocked it. That was that was a terrific block. And But there was another one where, um, I think their number 23, if I remember rightly, he was in the middle of the goal and he had basically a free opportunity to curl it top corner. But Fads did enough to put him off. He was just always in the right place at the right time. And that's one thing that we'll get with Carmen Fads. He seems to read the game really, really well. Mm. And for the start of the season, he was out of everybody's team, wasn't he? It was always yeah. going to be Ostergaard, Rose and Hyam. Yeah. For, for, for he, he's played so well. Apart from that first mistake against Bristol, which we can have a go at everybody for switching mm. on in the first 20 seconds. Apart from that, he's been absolutely solid. Yeah, exactly. And taking it straight to you then, Dean, man of the match for you at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, McFadden is definitely up there, but I, I just think Ostergaard, for me, was was um, just for his range of passing and his coolness on the ball. Um, I just I just really like that about him from, from this game. I mean, there wasn't many too many shining stars, was there, really? No. Would you be the same, Andy? or I'd go for the man next to him. Uh, Fads. I think Fads was fantastic. Um, like Dino said earlier, you know, he made four or five vital blocks. He organises the defence really well. Um, and it's just amazing. Um, I thought another person that, who had another a decent game was Giles on the left-hand side. And it's amazing what competition for places does, doesn't it, lads? Because yeah. they know that if Fads, that Fads or Giles knows that if they make a mistake, they'll be out of the team because Rose will be in or... McCallum will be in. So when you've got this competition behind you, you seem to play better, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And what did you make of Gustavo Amez's performance at, at the weekend, Dean? Yeah, uh, again, solid. It probably wasn't like he hasn't sort of hit the heights he did in the first two matches, but he just does the simple things well for me. You know, he'll break up a little bit of play, a little bit nasty, got a little bit of nasty streak about him, which we need. But it breaks up the play and then his pass is always to somebody or into a space that someone's moving into. Yeah. Um, I think his, his ball retention and his pass accuracy must be must be solid in the stats. Uh, because I can't remember too many times he's given given the ball away um, from a sloppy pass or something like that. But yeah, he, he just... It's going to take him time to get used to championships still. But so far, so good with him. Um, and yeah, he got another yellow card, didn't he? That, was, uh, that wasn't yeah. surprising. Yeah, that's two already, isn't it, for the season? And it, I can imagine he's highly, you know, likely to be taking a spell on the sidelines at some point um, uh, with the totting up of, of cards. But for me, man of the match, I think with B McFadden um, mentioned on the Sky Blues Extra Live that I thought he had a cracking game. Um, again, I think he led the line really well at the back. Um, it seemed a lot more. I thought he seemed a lot more more confident. Um, I guess and. It was a funny game. I mean, it wasn't. They were really high pressing us, and they had to um, play the ball around a lot. You know, the back four. Did you think that's something that made us have to go long a little bit, Andy? Yeah, like I said earlier in the uh, podcast, they're one of the best teams out of possession in the league. Their mm. press is absolutely fantastic. Um, so they were constantly in our face, and that really, you know, especially second half. You know, when the wind got up as well, the conditions played a part, especially second half. And that means like we couldn't play our game particularly well. And I think we tried to. I think our defenders did try and play out, but they just couldn't. And they kept on giving it away, which was surprising for us. But I think that had more to do with the press and the conditions. So that's why we had to go long, Dave. Yeah, exactly. Any sort of last remarks from you, Dean, about the fixture? I mean, it's a point, isn't it? It's away from home. Like we said earlier on, it will probably look a lot better come the end of the season than perhaps it did look yesterday. It felt like a game that was there for the taking for, for both teams, but neither neither could. Yeah, I think we, we let one go yesterday. Um, it was probably, yeah, we could have took that by the scruff of the neck and, and got all three points from there. But yeah, a point is good. But I think we need to talk about Gerhard Struber's outfit. He, he, he was wearing jeans and a, and a hat at one point. Yeah. Like, a, yeah. like a woolly hat. Yeah, he looked like he'd just come off the slopes about to go into a Europop bar like at the bottom yeah, of the mountain. it was very odd. I mean, it looks like he'd rocked up to a, like a Memorial Park game on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't really trust, I wouldn't trust a manager who rocked up in jeans, to be honest. 
It's a suit or a tracksuit for me. Yeah, I can't imagine that um, Amazon going to be reaching out to go against all odds or whatever it is, a documentary with that sort of attire. You know, you, no. you can't take that seriously, can you? No, Maybe that's his troubling outfit for when he goes and takes the New York Red Bulls job. That's it. But it's, um, it is interesting, although Robbins is tracksuit through and through, isn't he? Pretty much. Yeah, and Copper Mundial. Mund- and the Coppers, yeah, Copper yeah. Mundial. I was going to say yeah. that's a classic look, isn't it? Classic, classic Robbins look. But that, does, does a manager does a manager need actual boots? I don't think so. No. But AD wears them as well. Do you think it's just in case that they? I don't know if they're named. Do you know, do you think they're named somewhere? Definitely yeah. in the squad, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. It's like that Sunday football star when the manager's just like hanging around with a flag, hoping that people <laughs> get injured or don't turn up with a hangover. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. But moving on anyway to um, Bournemouth, Friday nights under the lights. Um, it's going to be another fixture on Sky. Uh, therefore, people that uh, have got the iFollow pass are going to probably have to shell out again for Now TV or if they've already got it on their <laughs> they Sky. Get it, they is... get this one, don't they? Do they? I thought the club said they get this one. Ah, that's interesting. Although, to be fair, I think I'm probably leaning towards the um, camera work of uh, Sky after the weekend. <laughs> so, um, not sure if they do. Um, I have to look into that. But, yeah, we travel... Uh, sorry, we, we've got Bournemouth Friday night. Um, it's live on Sky and apparently also live follow. Um, we've played the team in the league. We've had 20 wins against Bournemouth, nine draws uh, and 15 wins for Bournemouth which is interesting. 2012-13 season was the last fixture, 2-0 away win, Leon Clark and Carl Baker penalty. We could do with that this week, Dean. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, for me, if we get a point from this game, it's an absolutely fantastic result. Um, Bournemouth on a Friday evening, and it's going to be pissing down as well with <laughs> high winds on the south coast. Yeah, not one I'll be looking to, to go to myself, so happy it's on the box. But yeah, we've got quite a good record on Sky, though, haven't we? Dino's at home. It's at Birmingham. Is it? Yeah. I thought we were away. I'm sure it's at Birmingham. Let me just check. Yeah, it is at home, I think. It's at home, mate. Oh, fine. You're all good. Oh, oh that's fine then. Oh, the weather would be lovely, wouldn't it? That'd be fine. It's in Birmingham. <laughs> Boy, yeah. Be oh, surf. yeah, that's it. Yeah. The you know, the holiday shining. destination <laughs> of... of <laughs> <laughs> Costa down Midlands, yeah, I'm sure it's got its own little microclimate, Dean. It should be absolutely perfect. Oh, I thought we were at Bournemouth. No, well, that's not good then, because maybe later in the season when we can travel, Dino, we'll get, we'll get the Bournemouth out, game. Get your research going. Come on, oh, that's poor. That's poor. Poor again. Apologise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure we'll be going either I'm, without throwing another span of works and making it the most negative pod since we've started. <laughs> I'm it, not sure we're going to be going anywhere near Bournemouth, but um, you know you can't even go out after 10 o'clock, Dean. Wow, yeah, that's another thing, but let's not get into politics, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Bournemouth, what what are we saying with Bournemouth? What's, um, you know, they've, kept, they've managed to keep a lot of their players, haven't they, going into the, the championship after relegation? Yeah, I mean, that's a bit a bit of a sum of change, though, isn't it, with Eddie Howe? I mean, yeah. he resigned, eight years in charge. What an incredible! We have to give kudos to to Eddie Howe. I mean, what an incredible achievement yeah. he got with going with Bournemouth. I mean, they were pretty much dead and buried eight years ago mm. at the bottom of the football pyramid. You know, it didn't have a penny to their name, and somehow he's got them to the Premier League, and he kept them there as well for a few seasons. Unbelievable job. I yeah, mean, huge achievement. We look at Mark Robbins as our saviour. I mean, they'll probably have to get a statue of Eddie Howe outside Bournemouth, wouldn't they? Yeah, probably not the year after he's finished. But yeah, I completely agree. He's done a fantastic job. Um, who would be the players to, to look out for for the Sky Blues? Who would we be most worried about? Well, I mean, they're, they're in reported financial trouble, aren't they, Bournemouth? You know, yeah. a bit of, bit of a financial pickle. Um, it was reported £80 million pounds worth of transfer fees still needed to be paid yeah. over the last two years which is ridiculous isn't it I mean that would keep us going for probably a good five six years the 80 yeah. million wouldn't it yeah um so they've had they've had to sort of trim down their squad quite a bit with the the big the big stars you know they lost they probably lost their spine shall we say Ramsdale went to Sheffield United Acker yeah. went to Man City and obviously Callum Wilson 
who we know very well went to Newcastle and we got some got some cash from that, which is always nice. Always nice, yeah. So they've recouped around about seventy million in fees, and obviously they've probably still got other bits and bobs to pay. Uh, they lost Jordan Ibe as well and Ryan yeah. Fraser. So they've got Jordan Ibe looked, looked really uh, happy going to Derby, didn't he? Jordan oh, Ibe, yeah, yeah. He delighted, what didn't he? Great picture, yeah. Not like he was being held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> so they've lost obviously they've lost a bit of a nucleus from that Premier League team but make no mistake about it they've still got some incredibly talented players with a squad that's probably built to, to rebound at the first attempt um, yeah. let's look at some of the names you know Jefferson Lerma is there you know Colombian international midfielder for, for me I'm surprised he's actually still there mm. you know he's a fantastic defensive midfielder and I was quite surprised that someone that went up like a Fulham, for instance, didn't didn't try and purchase him. He's a yeah. real commander and he's got great technical ability as well. Um, and then looking looking like to the top end of the pitch, Josh King, he's a natural born finisher. Um, I think he has made his intentions clear there that he wants to move on. So with the days ticking down in the transfer window, then there might be he might be one that might not be in the squad. Not basis. included, yeah, through risk, yeah. That's fair. Uh, on Friday. Um, and then Dom Solanke is there as well. So he's a guy who's got much promise about him. Um, he's banged them in for England under-21s, tw- under but hasn't really hit the heights yet that people expect him to. And he came on, a, on quite a big transfer. It was like 20 million, wasn't it? From Was it from Liverpool he signed? Mm. So yeah, he's, he's only had really one decent game against Leicester in the Premier League and he hasn't done much since then, really, has he? No, so this might be around his level, so he might be able to find some kind of confidence in this league. And then for me, one of the standout players in this division is David Brooks. He looks mm-hmm. a really, really good talent um, and he's played really played really well in the Premier League last year. He's probably the standout talent in the team. Uh, but the, again, there's a lot of talk about him likes of Leicester, Man City and Manchester United are all looking at his services. And I noticed he didn't play today. He wasn't even in the squad versus Norwich. Yeah. So th- that might possibly be something to look at. And he might be one that might be gone by the time our game comes around at the weekend. Yeah. They've had a solid start to the season, Andy. They've picked up um, seven points, obviously beating Norwich today, um, a draw and, a, and another win. That, that you just can't imagine them to not be anywhere not around that sort of top two, if if not obviously the playoffs, but you'd expect them to be bouncing straight back to the Premiership, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, um, obviously the manager's got Eddie Howe. He did a wonderful job, didn't he, at the club? So, but no, they've still got a lot of quality in the club, even though they've lost a few players, Fraser, Wilson, etc. And like you say, Brooks didn't play today, but they've got ability there. Um, they've got a lot of premiership and international quality in the team. So you'd be expecting them to be obviously around the automatics and playoffs at the very least, Dave. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very tough game, but it's, a, it's an exciting game to look forward to, isn't it, this one? Yeah, exactly. It's another one, isn't it? Friday night on, on, on TV. Um, hopefully, you know, it's not going to be an atmosphere as such, but you'd hope the players, if, if there's ever a game to get up for, it's against, you know, former premiership opposition, isn't it? Yeah, and they've got Steve Cook as well, who's one of the worst centre-offs I've ever seen. So, How does he still play, though? Oh, he is awful. He's, he's like, like watching someone so. dog and duck. He is shocking. Yeah, he continues to play, and he's always on the team sheet. Oh, it's shocking. I mean, there are question marks around this manager, um, Jason mm. Tindall. You know, he yeah. was the assistant to Eddie Howe. Yeah, and the club was linked with lots of big names, the likes of Lee Johnson, Chris Hewton, Gary Monk, the guys that have been in and around the championship, and they kept the same sort of nucleus with the coaching staff and and give give Tindall a job. But from every game I've watched them so far this season, they seem to be changing up their tactics. I'm not quite sure they know what their best team and formation is. Yeah, and with so many people sure. going out, that probably is possibly is the case, isn't it? He's still trying to work out exactly what the best 11 is but that's just only going to upset a team isn't it really yeah I mean there was a lot of negativity towards the end of the season at Bournemouth and if you keep the same sort of coaching staff in and in and around the players then for me the negativity kind of stays there it's not like a clean slate is it when a new manager comes in Mm -hmm. so for me like can we go can we surprise them you know yeah 
Although you can't argue of the start they've had, really. No, I must, I've not watched much of there, but to be beating Norwich the, this afternoon, that's that's going to end up being a massive result, isn't it, at the end of the season? Yeah, I don't think Norwich have, have played particularly well so far this season either. To so, start. Say, Norwich were missing, was it Cantwell today? And Ben Lee, yeah, and is it he, as he well? could possibly be on the way out, couldn't he? Um, there's, uh, yeah. there's thoughts that he, he yeah. may be. And that's Norwich's two best players, wasn't it, from last year? So yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't think many teams have sort of hit the heights yet in this division. So it's it gives us an opportunity to to pick up some much needed points early on. You know, if we could start surprising teams, you know, because we're, we're we're a very different side to most teams in this in this division. You know, we've got very very good technical ability. Yeah. Um, and we've also got a very very strong back line. Now, most teams are either really good defensively or really good attacking, and we've got a really good mix of both. Mm. So for me, I think we can su- potentially surprise Bournemouth, um, and there's a lot of question marks around their lineup and their squad and their formation. So, you know, can can we outwit them this week? Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm quite I'm re- I'm actually really really confident in this game, to be honest. Yeah, sure, and. Um... Uh, talking of team lineups, um, Andy, is there any headaches for Robbins this week, or do you expect him to go fully with the same side that played um, on on Saturday? Um, personally, the only change I would look doing is Alan. Um, I don't think he. I think his work rate's been great. Um, don't get me wrong, but he's in that position in the team where he's got to provide goals and assists, and he hasn't done any of that yet. Um, so the only I expect him to play, I think Robbins will play him. I don't think he'll change the side. But if it was me, I'd bring Shipley in for Alan. Interesting. And and other than that, it would be the same yeah, starting lineup. Yeah. No, for you, there's no con, not concern. Sorry, but no. Uh, get, with Gordon, there's there's nothing you change no, up there. No, he scored. Um, he scored what? Well, he scored obviously on the on the opening day. He scored against. QPR, he's not scored in one game. I think we we'll no, give, give, yeah. give him a bit of a rest. Um, yeah, and, yes. and obviously left-sided, we've got we've got Sam McCallum that's come into the fold now. Would you be looking played. to bring him in, or it would be obviously very, very um, yeah, it'd be tough shock, you know, really for for Giles to perhaps come out of the side after he's had some really good appearances. Perhaps his final ball perhaps weren't there uh, this weekend, but could you see Robbins making a change on that left side at all? No, I think he'll. I thought Giles had a good game. Like you said, it's the only thing with Giles is he seems it's just his final ball, isn't it? But yeah. saying that McCallum's, seems a bit rushed at times, doesn't it? But no one, no one, yeah, no one's final ball. It's great. particularly great either. So no, I think I think Giles has been more than fine. Did a great assist, didn't he, for Matty Godden's header against QPR? That was brilliantly held up cross for Godden's header. So no, I wouldn't be changing Giles, and I thought he was one of the better players on Saturday against Barnley. Barnsley. So no, I'd keep Giles in the left back spot. I think he deserves there, deserves to stay there. And Dean, for you, Andy's obviously talked there about the fact that Allen may be someone that he'd he'd bring out of that starting lineup. Would you change the the, the team that started against Barnsley? Uh, I would, yeah. I made quite. I actually made a couple of changes. Alan again would be out for me. I would go with Walker and make play two up top, mm. mainly for the reason. Let's just get on this back line. Get on Steve Cook. You know, I know he's an old head, but if he has to deal with two players, it's very yeah. different to dealing with one, especially when you've got someone like Walker who will run off into channels for you. Um, so that would be the change I would make. Um, but. If I'm going to do that, I'm also bringing Kelly in straight away mm. because I think we need somebody there just to anchor because O'Hare's going to need as much help as he can to link the play between the lines. Mm. If you have, what do we know about Kelly? Is is he going to be able to come back in or? Yeah, I think he was, yeah. about this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been he talk, did. isn't there, that it was not wasn't as serious, especially wasn't as serious as I was alluding to on the on the the live of a six to eight <laughs> weeks, which was probably uh, scaring a lot of Sky Blues fans and and our followers. But I I just felt that the way he looked, like he didn't it, Kelly to me as someone that would just keep going and run something off, and so it felt to me like oh he definitely felt something there, and he's got some history, hasn't he, with with those types of injuries, but. Yeah, great to hear that it's not as serious. And you think he'll be ready, Dean, and you'd, you'd bring him straight back into the fold. 
And that would, be, just, that would be for Sheaf. That would be for Sheaf, yeah. We just look a bit aside when Liam Kelly plays. No matter what level we're at, we seem to be a side that just seems to be organised better when Liam Kelly's there. And that's, that's, that's a good thing with him. And he always breaks up play. So for me, if you have him there, that's an insurance policy for the back line. Yeah. And that will give Hammer then the opportunity to push on. because A little bit. He was he sat deep, do. didn't he, this weekend? Yeah, that's something he wants to do. He just want to push on. You can see that he's got the urge to move on, but he's obviously been told to, to sit back a bit more. Mm. So that will give him the opportunity to move up with the play a bit more, play, mm. play with O'Hare, link in Dabo, link in Giles. And Giles, for me, has probably been the player of the player of the month, I would say, mm. um, other than the first 10 minutes against Milton Keynes. Um, he's, been, he's been the outstanding player for me in, in this team. But, yeah, I mean, that's the two changes I, I would make. Um, I just think we've got an opportunity to, to get on this Bournemouth bat line. And mm. if they play four, in the mid, in, uh, four or five in midfield, it will give us the opportunity again to to create space in between the lines and, and make some chances. Because, we, I mean, we do, we do create chances. It's just getting some on target. And, you know, that was, the, that was the disappointing thing at the weekend. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Yeah, interesting enough. I was going to come on to that. First of all, I'll, I'll take it to um, you, Andy, around how you see this one going. Do you think the Sky Blues can pick up anything or do you think we'll be completely bowled over by Bournemouth? Not at all. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the game. I think that we've got every chance of getting something against Bournemouth, especially at home. Um, what did we lose? How many did we lose last year at home? Was it one? Yeah, not many. Yeah, it? not many at all. Our home record's really good. Um, it was vital that we got a, a, a victory against QPR early doors in the championship. We've got that three points under our belt at home now at St Andrews. And it's a bit of a fortress, St Andrews, for us. And um, I think, yeah, I think that I'm looking forward to it. And I think we can get three points or minimum one. I think we can really uh, surprise Bournemouth and, and maybe get the win here. Yeah. And Dean, how do you see this one going? Uh, home victory. I just, mm. I just think we're going to surprise them. Um, I think it's a perfect opportunity to go into a little. We've we've got a break, haven't we, for for two weeks after this as well. Yeah. Uh, with no game, so let's just go gung ho and and get the victory. I, I can't see any reason why we can't. Uh, Bournemouth are in a transition period. Let's surprise them. You know, let's do it. Yeah, for me, I think a Friday night game, like Andy made a really good point, actually, is that we are solid at St Andrews. Um, you know, no one's going to come up and, and, and give us a, a shock this season, I don't think. I, you know, I think we're a really solid team there. Um, I'm not sure about team-wise whether I'd change it massively. Um, I'm always a bit sceptical. OK, it's not a winning side, but I think it's a side that have you know, made some really great performances already in the three games this season. I'm not sure I'd make a massive change to the side, but interesting enough, I, I also agree and think definitely something we can get from this this game. I think if not a point, um, which would be great. Uh, obviously, a win would be amazing. But I, yeah, I think I agree with you guys that we could definitely get something. So I'm going to take some score predictions. I don't know if I, I took any. Andy? I think it's going to be another high-scoring game. I think it's going to be... 3-2 again to the Sky Blues. Dean? Yeah, 2-1. And it's it's vital we get the points because when I mean, you look at the games that we've got going next, Brentford, Swansea, mm. Blackburn, you know, three teams that are scoring goals and, and are going to be up there towards the end of the end of the season. So, you know, vital we get something from this game at least. Adam Armstrong scoring for fun for Blackburn, isn't he, Dino? He, he is. Uh, he, was in a, he was a tip, wasn't he? There was a few God, people a at player. the start of the season saying that he was a bit of a tip for an outsider of a top goal scorer and he's, oh, he's proven that already yeah. for me I think two all um, it'd be great to get three points but I, again I think there's goals in the mm. game I think there's always going to be goals in, in, in most of the games for the Sky Blues this season even though we're, we're, we're solid we're coming up against like you say pretty much premiership opposition on Friday and I think it, it will be a few goals in there I think it'll be 2-2 two, two, um, but obviously of course hoping that the Sky Blues can get a win Um you touched on it earlier, Dean, about Player of the Month, and this is something we always put out on our Twitter channel to the Sky Blues Extra followers. Um, there's been already lots of comments from from you guys listening uh, to who they think would be the Player of the, the Month. Andy, who's been the sort of star man for you in September? Um, I think there's there's a, there's a, you could look at a few, couldn't you? Um, for for me, 
I don't think you can look any further than Cal O'Hare. I think his performances in the first game against Bristol City and his performance against QPR was was outstanding. I thought um, he's settled into the championship brilliantly. Doesn't look out of place, does he? And he's a he's an absolute baller and he's a joy to watch. So Cal O'Hare for me. Yeah, and just remind us, Dean, who who was your your man for September? Yeah, Ryan Giles for me. I just I just feel like everything we've done well this 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 month mm. has come through that left hand side. Yes, um, very, and very every, cool. and generally any sort of attacking threat we've we've had has also been on that left hand side, and I think he's been at the centre centre point of that. So, yeah, Ryan Giles for me, but Cal O'Hare a close second. I think the only thing that sort of let Cal O'Hare down was was Saturday. I, yeah, it's probably one of his worst games in a sky blue shirt over the last two years. To be honest, bit, bit windy for him, mate. Messes there. Probably, all. yeah. He's, like I said about Godden, his his hair yeah. was in his eyes yeah. as well. So, yeah. Bless yeah, just his control, his control <laughs> let him down, and he'll, he'll need a trim ahead of Friday. Yeah. It was, it was. A, I think it was a frustrating game on Saturday for a lot of those sort of you know technical players. They couldn't get a foot in the game, and and Alan, we know he'll he'll chase around all day long, but he couldn't seem to get his his sort of you know foot on the game. And Cow O'Hare uncharacteristically had a few things that sort of bounced off his um, you know bounced off, and his first touch wasn't completely there. And Godden, of course, feeding on scraps, but at the times when he he perhaps he just made made sometimes the wrong run or he didn't control it like he, he has been holding it up so far this season taking it to twitter a um, couple of player of the months from from people and comments martin reeve said mcfadzine really worried me going into this season just for the pace sort of aspect i have to say and that's a rock so far and and, and sorry faz uh, fads for doubting you um what do you make of fads so far uh, for, for andrew um yeah I, I think he's been great um like you say he he was a shoo-in to be out of the team at the start of the season. I think he's yeah. been helped with Rose's injury. Um, and to have a person like Michael Rose on the bench is quite amazing, isn't it? But yeah. Of his talent. Um, but that just is testament to what Fads has done, isn't it? He he organises them really well. He's always in the in a decent position because he's not very got much pace about him, has he? But he never seems to be out of, out of position too much. Um, he got the winner against QPR with a fantastic header. Um, and the way he performed on Saturday was heroic. Um, some of the blocks he did was brilliant. Don't like his passing out, out of defence. I think that that's not particularly good. But yeah, but I thought he I, actually I thought he looked really comfortable. Mm. But interesting enough, I was really studying fads on Saturday, and I was thinking like, <laughs> you, lot, crush, you? You, you must have been bored. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was, I was trying to trying to look for things to talk about this evening, but um, he does everything that Fads does with the ball at his feet does yeah. look um, not planned, so to speak, but it looks it looks fought out if that makes sense. Whereas it, it doesn't look completely natural. I'd say it's a bit no. robotic in the way that he does things, and everything sometimes has that little bit of a forced. You know, when you look at perhaps um, Amel, or you look at. Even Sheaf, um, Godden, O'Hare, definitely. It just all looks quite natural, doesn't it, Dean? Yeah, and it's just one of those things um, with with Fads. I don't think you're going to get like the full-on all-round defender, are you? No. It's just like he's. You're asking for a lot for for centre half to be able to ball play, and and do the defensive stuff well. I mean, yeah, exactly. And let's remember me, the sort of budget that Coventry City have got and who exactly. the players that they can attract. Um, you're absolutely right. What you have got is someone that will put his head in front of anything. And he's like the, the dad of the group, isn't he? Yeah, it everybody, does seem that from the player pods that we've done. Everybody loves him. Um, and he's, he, he seems to be one of these guys that he's, he's the forefront of everything in the dressing room. Yeah, you could that see that with the setting. Yeah, you could see that with the celebration after the uh, the winner against QPR. They were all loving it, weren't they, in the corner with him, don't they? They they really respect him, and I think he's very highly thought of in the dressing room. I think he's put a big two fingers up to a lot of City fans who have doubted <laughs> him this, this season so far. Yeah, I and think you, yeah. you know, I, I joined them in perhaps that I was a bit concerned because the only times that we had last season, um, and I know 
because Andy, we had it every week we, on the Twitter page for, for Man of the Match. We'd never included him. Um, maybe that was our, my own biasness. You do the MOM. But um, yeah, he never seemed to be in there. And it was just comment after comment. What about fans? What about fans? I Can't had to, be deal, fans I had to constantly there. every Saturday evening do, deal with uh, the admin on that one. Yeah. Cheers for that, Dave. Yeah, lots of replies to explain why Fads <laughs> wasn't perhaps in the, the man of match. But I mean, yeah, a lot of love here, here for him, but also for, for Amer and, and O'Hare. Um, and, uh, you know, one that was Lee Kenny said here, Godden has been in, you know, really great goal scoring form, but O'Hare has to sneak it for his overall performances and work rate, plus purely for the goal against QPR. Um, for me, like I say, it, it, I've, I went with Godden just for the fact that we, you know, you to get points in this league, you have to score, and he's he's a player that okay, possibly Saturday had a you know let him down a little bit, but at the same time, he's it, when he's had to, he's made it count, and he and I think he really is still feeding on scraps. Don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of chances that he's sort of been involved in, but a lot of the game, especially Saturday, first half at QPR, it seems to pass, pass him by at times and he does the, the hard yards and he's, he's come up with, you know, some goals when it's mattered, Dean. Yeah, you don't, you don't score, you don't, you don't get points, as simple as that. But one thing with, with Godden, he's always seems to be in the right position at the right time. Yeah, he's and that's not a mistake, is it? No, no, he's got fantastic awareness and, and sort of... Um, game knowledge shall we say he knows where to be at the right time um but yeah that's te- his goals are testament to to that skill um of being in the right place at the right time you can't really teach that as well it just comes naturally it's a natural he's a natural born goal scorer and the thing the thing that worries me is is he going to go on a quiet patch you know? yeah yeah so like well there's some there's some you know players in the squad chomping at the bit I'm sure you know Bakayoko is um, in Mark Robbins's ear and, and trying to force his hand during training and, and likewise Tyler Walker so there's some competition for places out there isn't there Andy? Yeah very much so um, like, like we've discussed before with uh, Godden is that he does score in batches and he does have um, times or weeks in a row that he doesn't score and then he'll score like six in a row Um so, but however, this time we haven't, we've got someone who we can pull on, Tyler Walker. Um, obviously, he is a proven goal scorer at League One level and he'll be chomping at the bit to see if it, what he can do at championship level. You know, previously last season, we were looking, if Godden wasn't scoring, who were we he looking at? Backer, yeah. You know, back or, up Biamo. It's um, a different yeah. level of striker with Walker. So, yeah, I'm quite encouraged that if Godden does go with a few weeks without a goal, that Walken can easily come in and, and open his account for the Sky Blues in the league. Dean, just with Tyler Walker, um, probably, who knows when he came in, but when you're paying money for a striker that close you know, to the season, do you think he came in thinking he'd be starting number one? Or or do you think he knew he may have to play second fiddle to that? that he would, that he would have in that definitely style? been told that he would be playing second fiddle for the time being. But Prove to me that, end, yeah. Yeah, you know, you've got training sessions. You know, there's going to be times where Matty isn't going to be scoring, so you're going to be given an opportunity at some point, and you've, you've got to take it. But I, he came on the pitch yesterday. I thought he was pretty poor, to be honest. Mm. I don't think... It, I thought his attitude yesterday was pretty poor. He didn't seem to be up for it. It seems to be one of those games where a player just needed to take it by the scruff, scruff of the neck. We said that, didn't we? We wanted someone. It needed someone that would just... And it's so many times we've looked to um, O'Hare for that sort of, you know, sparkle, haven't we? Inspiration that, that he might just lay a ball off to one of the strikers, Godden, and, and almost put it on a, a plate for him. But we just didn't... Yeah, no one really seemed to have that, did they, on Saturday? And you were hoping that Tyler Walker was the, the last roll of the dice by Robbins. Um, just to, in total, what have you sort of made? Obviously, he didn't get minutes um, against QPR, um, but from pre-season and, and also into the, the time he had on the pitch, what did you make of his sort of start to his Sky Blues career, Dean? Uh, not a lot, if I'm honest. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, he's. I don't know. Are, are we? Are we expecting too much from him? Potentially. 
Possibly um, when we when a, when the Coventry go out and and spend money on a player, <laughs> sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But when we do go out and and spend money on a player, we do expect, I think, probably I more than a player. Andy, you're you're sitting there thinking. I think I think we're being a, a hard little, time. A little bit harsh, if I'm being honest. He hasn't really had the minutes to. He hasn't started a game, has he? Yeah. So no. com- you know. Um, yeah, it's hard to come into a side. We're only twenty minutes played, yeah, and, and and do something. It's very hard to get into the sort of rhythm of a match. Mm. And also, he scored, didn't he? In MK Dons in the Carabao. Yeah. So you know, I think let's judge him when he's when he's had a few more minutes for me. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's pretty much we've all you know got time for this evening. Thanks for your contribution, chaps. Pleasure, Dave, as Thank always. You. Yeah, and listeners, do check out our partner Shortland Horn for the latest properties across Coventry. And always, you can get in the conversation with Sky Blues Extra. You just need to tweet us the hashtag Sky Blues Extra podcast. But make sure you also come and join us live on air. We'll be back again on Friday after Bournemouth, and hopefully, we'll be talking about three points. Me and Dean will be on the Sky Blues Extra live, and you can come and join us on air or send in your comments for us to answer. And we'll be looking forward to having as many of you on the show as possible. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.